Gonna, I'm just going to speak a certain amount tonight, a brief introductory uh, word of fellowship, and uh, then we're going to have about 10 or 15 minutes of sharing, and then you'll have a snack, and then uh, you'll have a time back in the cabin, and then there'll be lights out by 10 o'clock. This is the junior high conference, lights out at 10 o'clock, uh, mainly because those of us who are older, we need more sleep when we come up with you young people. You young people exhaust us, okay? Uh, I know you don't get exhausted, but, I, but you know, in the past I did get some uh, complaints from some parents that we, uh, we exhaust the junior highers, so we're going to try not to exhaust you. But anyway, uh, we'll do our best. Okay, let's read. Those, everyone who has a, a Bible, please stand up in Old Testament, Genesis 3, and we like to read verses 8 through 10. Genesis chapter 3, listen. Genesis chapter 3, 8 through 10. Uh, yeah, we better stick with one version. How many have King James? How many have King James? How many have something else? <laughs> what do you have? How many have American Standard? Okay, let's do this way. Listen, let's have American Standard read, read verse 8 and... Uh, what other version do we have? American King James, and what else? Just one Darby? Two Darbys. You have Darby? Three Darbys. Okay. Okay, we'll do. Let's have uh, American Standard read verse 8, King James read verse 9, and Darby read verse 10. Okay? And then we all listen. Okay? Shh. Okay. Don't talk. Okay? Let's read these verses. Okay, King James. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? Okay, Darby. Okay, okay, very good. Uh, in these verses, you have a very crucial, crucial matter. You have a very crucial, crucial matter. You know that God created man. He created man in his own image. And he put him into the Garden of Eden in front of the Tree of Life. And God's intention was that man should eat the Tree of Life and live. The Tree of Life represents God. God to be the life and life supply to man. The man whom God created was a man without the life of God. We sang, what? Have the life of God? Yes, have the life of God. That's what God wanted. God wanted man to have his life. Instead of eating the tree of life, what did man eat? Do you know? Who said? Say it out loud. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I like to hear from the junior highest. What did man eat, junior highest? the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. What did man eat, junior highest? The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay? So, come on in. We have more chairs? Yeah. Come in quickly. Crawl across here. Oh, there's a whole row here. Sisters, girls, you can 
You can, girls, you can come over here. There's a whole bunch in the girls' section. Boys, you go over there. <coughs> okay, so there were two trees there, right? Two trees, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And God told man that he could eat of every tree in the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But man ate that tree. And... Then something happened. After eating that tree, God came. God came in the evening. It implies, it seems as if this was God's habit to come in the evening and to have a nice talk with Adam. You know, God put Adam in charge of the garden and in charge of all his creation. And he wanted Adam to take care of it and he wanted Adam to... Uh, name all the animals which he did and he wanted him to take care of the whole creation and uh, in order for Adam to do this God had to come and fellowship with him right in the evening he came to fellowship with him so that Adam would know how to do all the things that God wanted him to do anyway after Adam ate the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that was in disobedience to God that was in disobedience to God. Then Adam and Eve heard the voice of the Lord in the garden. As the Lord was walking in the garden in the cool of the evening, the Lord was speaking. The Lord was there speaking. And when Adam and Eve heard the voice of the Lord, they heard the Lord coming, right? They heard the Lord coming. What did they do? Junior highs, what did they do? They what? They hid. They hid. Let me ask the boy. When you heard your mother's voice, your father's voice, did you ever hide? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got the right one in the front, right? Me too. Me too. Whenever, when do you hide? When they're mad at you. But they're mad at you, why? Because you did something wrong. You got it. Okay. When you hide is when you did something wrong. Whenever, when I was your age, and whenever I heard my father in a certain tone of voice say, Eugene, come here. A certain tone of voice. Eugene, come here. Mach schnell. That means come quickly. Eugen, come, schnell, in German, right? Okay, whenever I heard that, uh-uh, I would check. Let's see, what did I do this time? <laughs> then, I would very often, just like here, I'd make believe I didn't hear. I'd make believe I didn't hear. And if he couldn't see me, if he was where he didn't know where I was, he was just calling, I would try to sneak out of the house by the side door. I try to sneak out, and then I'd go and I'd hide behind the garage in the back. I had a hiding place back there, and I would try to go and hide behind the garage in the back of the garden. And then I'd hear him in the house, and I'd hear him at the back door, and I'd hear him at the front door, and I would try my best to hide. Of course, after a while, he got wise to me on where I was, and then I was in more trouble, right? Well, this is a real picture. <clears throat> this is a real picture. Our forefather... Adam 
did this. When he heard God's voice, he heard the Lord speaking in the garden, he hid from the presence of the Lord. He hid among the trees of the garden. He hid himself. Why did he hide himself? Tell me, you just said it before. Why did he hide himself? Because he did something wrong. Right, they did something wrong. God told them not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and they ate it. They ate it. They ate it because Satan told them to eat it. God told them not to, and Satan told them to do it, and they did what Satan said and not what God said. And so when they heard God's voice, they knew they had done something wrong. They knew that they had done something wrong. So then the Lord God called unto Adam and said to him, Where are you? Where are you? This is the first question that God puts to mankind in the whole Bible. Where are you? And this question is still there after all these thousands of years from Adam to today. So this weekend, I am going to talk to you about where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Adam and Eve, where are you? Oops, where's my list? I need a name list. Where are you? Let me find out. Okay, Alan Bahandas, where are you? No answer, but he raised his hand. Good, okay, he's not afraid. Okay, let me check another name. David Cush, where are you? Oh, David's back there. Okay, let me check another name. Sarah Yang from Huntington Beach, where are you? Oh, there's Sarah. Okay, let me check. Angela Yang from Diamond Bar, where are you? Oh, there's Angela. Oh, you're all good, see? You're not hiding from me, right? That's good. You're all willing to... Here I am, here I am, right? But, listen, this weekend, this weekend, the reason we come, the reason we come up to the mountains, on the one hand, it's to have a change and to have a good time. That's right. But the main reason that we come up to the mountains is so that we can hear the Lord speaking. We are here to hear the Lord speaking. And the first thing the Lord likes to know about every one of us is where are we? Where are you? Well, I'm in Southern California. And I'm in Oak Glen, right? And I'm at Oak Glen Conference Center in Southern California. But this kind of question is not a geographical question. It's not a matter, where are you? You're in California, you're not in New York. You're in Oak Glen, you're not in Anaheim. It's not that kind of a question. It's not that kind of a question. This kind of a question is, where are you inside of you? Where are you in your heart? Where are you in your heart? You're all here, and we have a good time singing. We have sang a long time tonight. We had a good time singing, and we're going to have a little speaking. We're going to have a little testimony. We're going to have a little snack. Uh, we're all here together, and we're really happy that you all came, especially all of you who came for the first time. But there's a big question, a big question 
that the Lord likes to find out. And He wants to find out where are you in relation to Him? Where are you in relation to the Lord Jesus? Where are you in relation to the Lord God or Jehovah God? God wants you. He wants you, just like He wanted Adam. And He's coming this weekend to speak to you. You believe me. The Lord is coming this weekend. He's here now to speak to you. When we speak the Lord's Word, that's the Lord speaking. And when we speak these words, there's something going on inside of you, right? Did you ever have that happen? When you heard somebody speaking something, then there was something speaking inside, right? Right, that's the Lord. That's the Lord. And this weekend, we hope that you would all find out what is the Lord saying to you? See? You all have a lot to say. But what is the Lord saying? Right? What is the Lord saying? What the Lord is saying is, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? So tonight, the question is, there are two answers to this question. There are two answers. Tonight's message, the title of tonight's message is, where are you? Hiding or seeking? Hiding or seeking? You ever play hide and seek? Right? You play hide and seek? Somebody is the seeker and somebody is the hider. Right? Well, when somebody goes to hide, then you go around looking, trying to find them, right? So if you're the one hiding, then the Lord is seeking. The Lord is seeking. But listen, if the Lord is seeking, you can be seeking. So the question is, are you hiding or are you seeking? We know what the Lord is doing. The Lord is not hiding. The Lord is seeking. The Lord is seeking you, right? The Lord came. He came in the garden. He came in the evening, in the cool of the evening. This is a nice cool evening, right, when you came up here. And, and just as, we came, as I came into the meeting hall, the big golden sun was setting in the west. It was gorgeous, right, in the cool of the evening. This is the right time for this meeting. <laughs> it's cooling off, right? You all got jackets on and... Uh, and uh, the air got cleared up by, uh, by this little bit of rain and the sun was setting, golden clouds and a golden ball setting in the west and the Lord is seeking. We know what the Lord is doing. The Lord is always the seeking Savior. He is always seeking. So tonight, the big question is, what are you doing? Are you seeking Him in return or are you hiding from Him? Are you hiding from it? Listen to what Adam said. Adam, <clears throat> the Lord said to him, where are you? And Adam answered, he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid. I was afraid. Just like he answered, what's your name, son? You answered me before. What? Huh? Fabio. Fabio. Oh, you're Fabio. That's right. Sure, I know you. Fabio. Just like Fabio answered. See? When he hid from his father it's because he was afraid because his father was angry with him right listen let me check with you do you think God was angry with Adam 
You think he was angry? It doesn't say that. I think he wasn't happy, but it doesn't say he was angry because the Lord is the Savior God. He's our Savior God. He is the one who, when we're in trouble or when we've done something wrong, he wants to get us out of that trouble. His coming is to save us. His coming is to save us. He is the loving Father. I know, I, I am a father and I'm also a grandfather now. And so I know fathers get angry. And uh, fathers uh, sometimes, um, right, they punish, right? But actually, I could tell you, even when a father gets angry or punishes, deeper than the anger and the punishment is his love towards you, right? I didn't believe my father when I was a boy and he'd give me a spanking and he'd say, this is hurting me more than it's hurting you. But my bottom was raw from his belt. I thought, how, I thought you know, I thought that's something fathers say and it doesn't mean anything. Then I found out, well, I have to discipline my children. Actually, it hurt me more than them. It really did. Why? Because a father's heart is a heart of love. A father's heart of a heart is a heart of love. So why did he, why was he afraid? Because he did something wrong. But why was he afraid of God? See, God hadn't done anything wrong. Right? He had no experience. You have experience and I have experience. When I did something wrong, I got a licking. So then I knew to be worried. Right? But Adam had never, he never had any experience before. He didn't know what God would do. Did he? No. Then why was he afraid? Listen, answer me. Why was he afraid? Why do you say he was afraid? Yeah, you. You don't know. Why do you think he was afraid? Huh? Why was he afraid? Because it was the first time. Oh, yeah, why? Right, because he disobeyed. Yeah, but why was he afraid? Because he didn't know what to do. Okay, why was he afraid? You will die. God said, in the day you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will surely die, right? Okay, so he was afraid. But if he ate of it already, then he was dead. So what else to be afraid of? I, I'm not making fun of your answer, but I'm trying to point something out. This is not bad, see, but that result was already there because something happened inside of him already. Yeah. Right, yeah, back there. Because he had sinned, yeah, his conscience bothered him, yeah. Because he knew he was naked, he said that, that's the next phrase, that's right, yeah. Afraid of what? God's wrath. But how did he know that there was such a thing as God's wrath? He didn't have the Bible. Well, no, really, we have the Bible, so we know that there is such a thing, but he didn't know. He had never seen God angry. He had never been punished by God. Yeah. He was what? 
he had the breath of God, that's right, he had a conscience, that's right. In his created human spirit, there was a conscience that troubled him. That's why he put on the fig leaves, right, to try to cover himself. No, you can't answer. Why was he afraid? Yeah. But he never had any experience of punishment. You get my point? You, you're afraid of being punished. The first time you got punished, you didn't know what to expect. If you had never seen anybody punished, and you had never been punished yourself, then you wouldn't expect to be punished. Right? You expect to be punished because you have experience of punishment. But Adam did not. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. He had what? Yeah, he ate the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, so he knew that there was something wrong, but he knew that he knew that there was something wrong, but still this matter of punishment, yeah. That's right. He bothers you inside when there's something wrong. That's right. That's your conscience bothering you. But why should that make you afraid? Because you know what? Well, you see, I, okay, that's why I'm taking time about this. This is the problem. This is our thought that we're going to get in trouble when the Lord comes. Yeah. He knew he was guilty. That's the troubling of his conscience. Yeah. Okay. All, all, of, your, all of your answers, you know, are okay. But let me suggest, okay, you want to try? Go ahead. God, but how did he know that? This is the first man. Nobody had made a mistake before. Yeah. Uh, okay, now we're coming close. Because what? Because Satan got inside of him. Okay, now you're coming close. Try to see. Think about that a minute. Right? Yeah. Yeah, he knew he went against it, so his conscience bothered him. But why was he afraid of God? The real question that I have for you is, should we be afraid of God? Should he have been afraid of God? Yes or no? How many say yes? He should have been afraid of God because he made a bad mistake. So he should be afraid of God. Raise your hand. How many say yes? He should be afraid. Be honest. Be honest. By your answers, I know many of you believe that he should be afraid of God, right? How many say he should not be afraid of God? How many don't know whether he should be afraid or not? Raise your hand. Okay. That's fair. This is a big thing, you see. This is a big thing. Because, listen, listen. He came, he started getting close. You know why he was afraid when he heard the Lord's voice? Because the devil lied to him about God. The devil lied. The Bible says the devil is a liar from the beginning. And the devil lied about God. And the devil put the thought in him that God would not do the best thing for him. That God was keeping the best thing away from him. That was the thought that the devil put into Adam and Eve's mind. He lied about God. And he lied about God's loving heart toward man.
The devil will always tell you, when you make a mistake, you better run and hide from God because you're going to get it. That's what the devil tells you. So you were right. What's your name, son? You? Huh? Miguel. Miguel, you were right. It's related to the fact that the devil got into him. First, the devil got this thought into his mind. God really doesn't love you, you know. That's not the words in Genesis, but that's the thought. God doesn't love you. If he really loved you, he wouldn't hold back this from you. The devil put the thought in Adam that God was cheating Adam out of something very good. And this thought caused Adam to be afraid of God. And this thought causes you and me to be afraid of God. Our being afraid of God is because the devil put this thought into us. God is our loving Heavenly Father. Yes, I know about the sin that Adam committed. I know that he disobeyed. And I know that that had to be taken care of. But, but God already had a way to take care of that. God already had a way to take care of that. God's way was that if, when he came, Adam had come to him, had come to him openly, not hiding, and said, Lord, I repent. I did what you told me not to do. Then God would have a way to take care of that, as he, as he did later in this chapter. How did he take care of it? You know what he did? He slew an animal. He shed the blood of an animal and he made garments of the lamb's skin and he made clothing to cover the nakedness of Adam and Eve. God has a way and God's way is Christ. The lamb there represents Christ who would be the lamb of God to take away the sin of the world. God already, before he created man, he already had a way to take care of the problem. But Satan put this thought into man. You can't trust God. He's going to be mean to you. He's going to be mean to you. And so, because of this, Adam ran away and hid. Adam ran away and hid. But listen, David wasn't this way. I'll read you to save time. Let me read you a verse. This verse is Psalm 69, verse 5. David said, O oh God, you know my foolishness, and my sins are not hid from you. David didn't hide, but David said, God, you know I'm foolish, and you know that I can't hide my sins from you. So David came to God, seeking after God. 
he brought his foolishness and his sins to God because he wasn't afraid of God. This is a big, big point. You see, the devil wants you to answer this question, where are you, by saying, I'm hiding. <laughs> I'm hiding. Why are you hiding? Because I'm afraid of God. And because I'm naked, that means I'm sinful. I got exposed. To be naked means what you are is exposed. That means your sin is exposed. You see? But David says, God, you know my foolishness, and my sins are not hid from you. Are not hid from you. So this is why None of us should be hiding, no matter what. You know why? Because the Lord Jesus said this. Let me read you another verse in Luke chapter 12. Here's, here's one reason why we shouldn't be hiding. In Luke chapter 12, verses 2 and 3, the Lord Jesus says, There is nothing covered up which shall not be revealed, and there is nothing hidden which shall not be made known. Therefore, whatever you say in the darkness will be heard in the light. And what you spoke in the ear in the private rooms will be proclaimed on the housetops. The Lord Jesus said, this he said to the Pharisees, to the hypocrites. He said, you think you can cover everything up and you try to appear so nice outwardly, but inwardly, a lot of things wrong. He says, you're hypocrites. He says, just be sure that there's nothing covered up and hidden which won't be exposed. There's nothing hidden which wouldn't be made known. Listen, even what you speak at night will be known in the day. <laughs> even what you speak in the private room just to one person, it will be shouted from the housetop. Everything, the Bible says, one, another verse, it says, be sure your sins will find you out. Everything will be exposed. Everything will be exposed. So if by hiding, we think we can cover up, you see, you see if we think we can cover up, and we can hide our failure from God, we're greatly mistaken. We're greatly mistaken. And if we hide and cover up because we're afraid of God, we're even more mistaken. Because first of all, everything will be in the open one day. One day, everything will be in the open. You know, you couldn't believe this. When I was your age, I couldn't figure out how everything I had ever done would one day be exposed. But now we have videotapes, right? Do you realize that God invented the video machine? We didn't know it. He has a great recorder in the universe. He records everything you did, everything you said, everything you thought, in your mind, everything you desired in your heart is all there in that great computer in the sky, <laughs> if you don't mind my saying this way, right? 
Everything's there. It's all, in the Bible says, it's all written in a book. It's all recorded there. And one day, when we stand before the Lord, that record is going to be played. So there's nothing that can be covered up and there's nothing that can be hidden. So it's a waste of time to try to cover anything up and try to hide anything, first of all. And secondly, if we try to hide because of fear of God, that's because that's the devil's lie. That's not the truth. That's not the truth. You know, I just had occasion yesterday to have a talk with a brother. And that brother did something. And that something led to something else, and that something led to something else, and a certain result came out. Now, we had to take care of the result of, what that, of that brother's disobedience. Then he said to me, he said, well, what are the options? I said, there are none. Because the thing is done. But I said, if you had come to fellowship after the first mistake, the whole thing could be solved. The whole thing could be soft. Of course, what I meant was there are no options other than the one I gave him. There was an option, and the thing had to be taken care of in a certain way. Uh, but the point was that that was much more difficult than if he had come at the very beginning. You see? But the devil put in his thought, in his mind, the thought to hide it. He made a secret out of something. And then he had to take the consequence. It wasn't very pleasant. And it wasn't very pleasant for me to tell him what the consequence was. But anyway, this is the consequence. Now we like to help you to restore and rescue out of this consequence. But the consequence is there. So my point is this, that in that case, if he had come the first time, after the very first mistake was made and said, I made a mistake, now how can we... Then there are a lot of options how to take care of it. It would have been very easy. But the more the thing is hidden, the harder it becomes. But the Lord still wants to clear it all up. But my point to you tonight, young people, is this. Don't hide. <laughs> Don't hide. Where are you? Hiding or seeking the Lord? In Isaiah 55, 6, it says this, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. The Lord can be found by you. Seek and you shall find, the Lord Jesus said. The Lord can be found if you would turn your heart to seek after him, to be the one seeking him, especially this weekend. Don't hide. Don't hide. Right? Seek the Lord while he can be found. Call on him while he's near. This is to be a seeking one. To seek after the Lord and to call on him while he's near. God's purpose and God's intention is not to hit you with a big stick when you make a mistake. His intention 
is to rescue you from the consequences of that mistake and even to rescue you from the mistake itself to take the mistake away listen God can take the mistake away right he's the Lamb of God to take away the sin of the world so we need to not be like Adam where are you this weekend the question is are you hiding or are you seeking I hope this weekend every one of you would not be hiding answer me are you hiding are you hiding what about the rest of you are you hiding are you seeking are you here to seek let's all say seek the Lord while he may be found seek the Lord while he may be found again seek the Lord while he may be found sisters seek the Lord brothers call upon him while he is near sisters call brothers Isaiah 5 6 uh, 55 sorry Isaiah 55 6 seek the Lord while he may be found call upon him while he is near Brothers, I go say the whole thing. Isaiah. Sisters, Isaiah. This is the Lord's word. This is the Lord's word. Seek me while I can still be found this weekend he can still be found by you this weekend he can still be found by you this weekend he's nearer to you than maybe he has been for a long time he will be nearer to you if you would seek him and what seek him and call upon him how do you call upon him oh Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus. Be a seeker, not a hider. Be a seeker, not a hider. Where are you? Hiding or seeking? Seeking. Where are you? Hiding or seeking? Seeking. Amen. One more verse, and then I'm finished. Listen to this one. I gave you David's verse in, in Psalm 69, right? In which he said, O God, thou knowest my foolishness, and my sins are not hid from thee. Then in Psalm 27, verse 8, he said this. This is a wonderful verse. I hope these two verses you would all memorize tonight before you go to bed. Isaiah 55, 6, you already have memorized. And then Psalm 27, 8. Listen to this. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, just put the English into modern English. When you said, seek my face, 
My heart said unto you, Your face, Lord, will I seek. I like this verse. This is David's attitude. In, in Psalm 69, he said, Lord, he came to the Lord, he said, You know my foolishness and there's nothing hidden. Then in Isaiah, we have the Lord's word, Seek the Lord while he may be found. And then in Psalm 27, verse 8, we have David's answer. Lord, when you said, Seek my face, my heart said unto you, Your face, Lord, will I seek. Let's all say this last part. Your face, Lord, will I seek. Your face, Lord, will I seek. Sisters. Brothers. Okay, let's try the whole ver verse, uh, bit by bit. When you said, seek my face. When you said, brothers. When you said, sisters. Okay, my heart said unto you. Brothers. Sisters. Your face, Lord, will I seek. Brothers. Sisters. Psalm 27, 8. When you said, seek my face. My heart said unto you. Your face, Lord, will I seek. Your face, Lord, will I seek. When you said, seek my face. My heart said unto you. Your face, Lord, will I seek. Psalm 27, 8. Psalm 27, 8. When you said, seek my face, my heart said unto you, your face, Lord, will I seek. Amen. Amen. Okay, that's why I like the last song, Recall How David Swore. <laughs> that was a good song. Remember David. Of course, that song is about something different than we're speaking about tonight. But remember David. David had a heart for God's purpose. So David didn't hide his sin. He said, Lord, you know my foolishness, and my sin is not hid from you. So he said, I won't try to hide from you. When you tell me to seek after you and to seek your face, my heart says, Lord, I will seek. Your face, Lord, I will seek. So this has to be our attitude. This is what will make us seekers instead of hiders. Where are you, hiding or seeking? Sisters, where are you, hiding or seeking? Brothers, where are you, hiding or seeking? Whole timers, where are you, hiding or seeking? College students, where are you, hiding or seeking? Serving saints, where are you, hiding or seeking? Sixth graders, where are you, hiding or seeking? Seventh graders, where are you, hiding or seeking? Eighth graders, where are you, hiding or seeking? 
Ninth graders, where are you hiding or seeking? All of you, where are you hiding or seeking? Amen. Your face, Lord, will I seek. Your face, Lord, will I seek. Your face, Lord, will I seek. Tonight, in your heart, you just turn your heart to seek the Lord's face. And the Lord will come, not with a big stick, but He will come to straighten out every mistake you have made. He'll come to take care of every mistake and every problem. He won't come. If you are seeking after Him, then you will not be around when He comes with His wrath and His punishment. That's reserved for a future day. Today, our Savior God desires all men to be saved. And our Savior God is our loving Heavenly Father. God is love. And God so loved the world. And God so loved you and so loved me that we don't have to be afraid of Him. Young people, there's nothing to be afraid of. When our God comes, He's not coming to do something bad. He's coming to do something good. Hallelujah! This weekend, He's coming to do something good. Don't believe Satan's lie. I like to wash Satan's lie out of your brain. Satan is a liar. He belongs in the lake of fire. Forget about his lie. God's not going to do something bad. He's going to do something really good. This weekend, he's going to do something good for you. Do you believe it? Yes, good. You have to believe it. If you believe he's going to do something good for you, then Lord, I don't have... You know my foolishness, my sins I can't hide from you. I just come to seek your face. When you say, seek my face, my heart says unto you, Lord, I seek your face. I can't even quote it right, right? I'm getting excited now. But I just say, Lord, I want you. Nothing to be afraid of. Nothing to be afraid of. Don't follow Adam. Adam was wrong. Do you want to follow somebody who's wrong? He believed the lie. Do you want to believe a lie? Turn your heart to the Lord. Right? My heart said unto you, your face, Lord, will I seek. And your heart, you have to say, Lord, I seek your face. Show me your face. You see, they hid from the presence of the Lord. That means from his face. His face is His presence, right? So when we hide from the face of the Lord, we're hiding from His loving presence. But the Lord was coming. The Lord was coming to do something good for Adam. But because the lie was in Adam's mind, he believed the lie. Then he was afraid. Then he was afraid. Yes, those of you who answered, yes, his conscience did trouble him. But listen, the troubling, the real troubling of the conscience causes us to turn our heart to the Lord. The real operation of our conscience doesn't make us hide. It causes us to turn to the Lord. Lord, you know my foolishness, and my sin is not hid from you. When you say, seek the Lord while he may be found, call upon him while he is near, I say, Amen. I just say, Amen, Lord. And when you said, seek my face, my heart says, your face, Lord, will I seek.
Your face, Lord, will I see. So, this is what I want to fellowship with you tonight. Satan cheated Adam. Don't let him cheat you. Don't let him cheat you. He's not coming to do anything bad. He's coming to make everything right. <laughs> He's coming to rectify every mistake, to take care of all the foolishness and all the failures and all the mistakes that we all have. So we don't have to be afraid of him. We don't have to be afraid of him. This is the time while he is near. Seek the Lord while he is near. You never know. You never know what opportunity you may have in the future. This is the opportunity. This is the opportunity. The Lord is near to you this weekend. Right? He can be found this weekend. He's near this weekend. I hope this weekend we all would find him. We all would find him. By our hearts saying to him, Your face, Lord, will I seek. No hiding, only seeking. Seeking after the Lord's face. That is, after his loving presence. Praise the Lord. So, where are you, hiding or seeking? seeking. Where are you, hiding or seeking? seeking? Good. Now, speaking. Say something. Speak. We'll take a few minutes for some testimonies. Amen. 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 Good.